Black people love the band Paramore. We're all aware of it. It's like an accepted truth. But it made me wonder, what other seemingly random things do large groups of Black people love? So in an effort to help Black people feel more seen through community, I compiled a list of other things groups of Black people overwhelmingly like and started my podcast called Black People Love Paramore. Every episode, I talk about one thing that groups of Black people like that mainstream media doesn't necessarily associate with Black people, but we know we like. Episode topics so far include anime, astrology, Tony Hawk, Ariana Grande, Twitter, Ginger Ale, Cash App, and a whole lot more. If that sounds like you, check it out. It's called Black People Love Paramore, and you can find it anywhere you listen to podcasts. You know, it was fun. Um... So I took a loan out to buy my car, like, I don't know, 15 years ago, and I paid out the loan. I thought I closed it, and then I keep getting emails being like, hey, so your balance on this this account, I'm like, what the fuck is this? So I call them up, and of course the bank is not in California anymore, because I did it when I was in Nashville, and they're like, yeah, you need to come into a, into a branch to do it. Yeah, I don't live where there's a bank there here anymore. I don't know. I can't do this. I think it's all a racket. They just want to fuck with you as much as long as they can, you know? This schmuck's never going to be able to find a bank, so we're just going to be able to hold this over him. They owe me $642. I was like, just cut me a check and, and close the account. This can't be that hard. Oh, it's that hard. It's harder, probably, actually. That is my life right now. And now, now I, have the song, the, I have the hold song, the... That's the fucking hold song. I want to kill myself because I don't know how to close this fucking account. This shouldn't be so hard, but it fucking is because everything is so much harder than it needs to be. Send me the fucking check and close the account or don't even send me the check. I don't even fucking care. Just don't have an account open that I don't even know about or I can't even access because there is no branch in my fucking state. All right, let's call the brand I. Let's call her up. Time to call the brand I. What's up? Hi. How you doing? I'm good. My hair's wet, but we're here, you know? You got a shower? I did. Or did you go swimming in the in the lake with your neighbor? Uh, I don't have a lake, and no, because my neighbor is my ex-boyfriend's parents. Mm. So cool, cool, cool. I mean, I just really wanted it to be like a 90s sitcom a la Dawson's Creek, and, mm. you know? No. It's not what it is, huh? It's not what it is. Well, that's too bad. What have you been doing? They're you know, right there. I've been, um, what have I been doing? <laughs> Great question. I mean, like, what am I doing with my life? Great question. Let's look at the calendar and see what I have been doing. Okay. I'll tell you what I have been doing. I've been trying to get global entry. Do you have global entry? I do. Ooh, so you went and had, like, so if you guys don't know what global entry is, it's like, I guess when you come back from out of the country, you can kind of skip all of customs and you just kind of breeze on through. breeze through. And if you have an American Express card, not an ad, should be. I guess like they pay for it. It's like a hundred dollars to do it, and America just yeah. pays for it. So I went online. I I filled out all the stuff, you know. Yep. 
because I've already got like a, a TSA pre-check thing. I thought mm-hmm. that should be the same thing, but it's not. No. So I filled out all the stuff, and then they're like, you need to come to, to LAX and have an interview. Mm-hmm. No one wants to go to LAX no. ever. Ever. So I'm like, damn, I got to go to LAX for like no freaking reason other than like getting this thing. So, number My number one question is, is it worth it? Yes. Okay. If you go international enough, it's worth it. And I yeah. feel like you do. Yeah. Because when you they've like they've like improved it so much that now you don't even have to do anything. You don't have to scan anything. You walk up to a like a really quick line, like it's a different line than normal. They take your picture like real mm-hmm. fast and then you just walk up to a global entry officer and they just like look at the computer, the photo they took of you, look at you and then they're like, "Okay, bye." You're like, like it's oh, so man, easy. You've, you've aged a little bit, but yeah, go forth. <laughs> That's what I feel like they would say to me. I mean, you don't even have to have your passport out. It's everything. Yeah. But I tell you what, though. So then they hit me up and they're like, hey, just so you know, if you leave the country soon, you can do your um, yes. interview when you On come back in. in. Mm-hmm. Not as easy as they make it seem. Oh, really? So I got global entry like pre-COVID. Thank God I got it. Like it wasn't easy to get it then, but it was way easier to get, than to get it now. So my best friend Kirsten, she's been trying to get global entry for months. Yeah. There are no appointments anywhere. She even checked like Atlanta and Memphis and there's no appointments for like a year mm-hmm. unless you're willing to like fly to a different city just to do the interview. So yeah, there's this like interview upon arrival thing. So she tried to do it when we came back in from Belize in February and they put her in this room full of people and she waited there for an hour and a half. Oh, and no. we were like we flew in through, I think, Miami and then had still had to fly to Nashville. But wherever you go through customs is where you have to do it. So mm-hmm. we only had a two hour layover. So after an hour and a half, I'm like at our gate and I'm like, dude, we're boarding. Like, you got to come on. And they and she said there were still like three people in front of her. Like it takes fucking forever. Oh, no. Yeah. So it's a nightmare no matter how you spin it. But it is worth it if you travel yeah, a lot. I know. Well, I'm going to Portugal. Um, oh, you are. So I figured I would. Why just didn't do... you do it on the way in from Mexico? Because I didn't sign up for it then. I should have, but I yeah, didn't. You at, that, at that point, I didn't sign up for it. And then I'm going to be leaving the country again, kind of like a couple weeks later. So I guess I'll just like bite the bullet and do it when I come back from Portugal. Yeah. But that I've been doing that. Oh, and then I was telling the wife tears before I called you. So I like took out a loan to buy a car, I don't know, 15 years ago when I lived in Nashville. And okay. I took out the loan, but I, I paid it off. Like mm-hmm. there is no money. I don't owe any money. In fact, they owe me money somehow. And I thought I closed the account when I paid it off. You know, it was like, oh, I owe like another $1,000 on it. I think I just sent in $1,000 and I was like, okay, we're done. Right? And I keep on getting emails from, it's called Truist. They're like, check out your account balance. And I'm like, I don't, what is this? So, of course, I've been on hold all morning long Mm. listening to. Anyway, so I talked to someone of whom English is not their first language. Okay. Mm. Which is fine. But I'm like, where are you, dude? And here's the deal. I need this to be closed. And they're like, well, we, you, you still have like a $600 balance. And I'm like, okay, great. And they're like, this is what you need to do. You need to come into an, uh, a branch and close it. And I go, okay, so where's one in California? And they're like, oh, yeah, there's not one in California. Ooh. I'm like, oh, okay, that's going to be a problem because I don't live where there's a branch. 
And she's like, okay, this is what you're going to do. You're going to need to do a direct deposit um, into the account, and um, and then we're going to need to open up the account because right now it's dormant. And I was like, why would I Why would I do a direct deposit into an account of which you guys owe me money? Yeah. And she's like, well, I don't know. And I was like, this is what this is what I want you to do. I want you to close the account, and I want you to send me a check for what, whatever you owe me. And she's like, um, okay, I'm going to need to get like my superior on. I'm like, great, let's do that. So then the second person I talked to, she's from North Carolina. She is definitely – and I was like, okay, so this is where the banks are. They are in the south. Got it. Mm. And I'm like, lady, I just – this can't be this hard. Just close the account. Send me a check. Or don't even send me a check. Just close the account because I just don't like that. I don't like accounts open in my name. It's as if I asked for like the nuclear codes, Mm -hmm. like super tops. Just fucking – I don't – it should not be so difficult to close an account – Here's my name. Here's my social security number. Here's the address of which I lived. Here's my email. All the things that prove it's me. Close it. <laughs> Send me a check. Or don't even, I don't even need, I mean, I would like the $600 or whatever, but like. I'll take your 600 I know, right? But like, yeah. honestly, I didn't even know, I didn't even know that money existed. At the sure. Po- uh, anyways, so that was what I've been dealing with today. So a lot Sounds of like awful. A lot of, Sounds like the epitome of being an adult. It is just not what it's cracked up to be. Being an adult is like dealing with bureaucratic red tape. Yeah. Really at all is. times. At all times. Yeah. So anyways. Wow. All right, guys. Airport anxiety. It's a real thing. Between constantly checking my pockets for my ID or forgetting the gate number, even though I just looked at my boarding pass, I'm stressed. But here's the thing. If you travel with base, your bag has the function and the fashion to keep you calm, carefree, and looking good. Sarah and I have been using base luggage for years, long before they even started sponsoring the show. Truly, I have a bunch of base luggage and I love it all. My absolute favorite piece, though, is the convertible weekender bag. I have it in three colors because I literally take it everywhere. And the best part is the bottom compartment unzips completely if you get the convertible bag because sometimes I don't need that extra space. So I just take the top part. But other times, you know, like I refuse to check a bag. So that really helps me out. So you guys got to check it out. Every piece made by Bays is made to look better with miles. So you don't have to worry about it in cargo or overhead. And Bays has over 30,000 five-star reviews. Whether you're packing for a quick trip or looking to breeze through the security line, Bays has your personal items covered. And right now, Bays is offering our listeners out there 15% off your first purchase by visiting basetravel.com slash YFT. Go to basetravel.com slash YFT for 15% off your first purchase. That's base, B-E-I-S, travel.com slash YFT. How are you doing? I'm actually I'm doing pretty good. Okay, good. Can't, can't complain. Um, I last time we spoke, you were going into the electric forest in in which Chobby Scatnaggy Saskatchewan, and you were like not about it. But then I saw a video and it looked fire, bro. It was so awesome. Yeah. And I, I mean, you guys heard me. I was so tired and. I like went back for my set at like ten thirty, and I was sitting back in like the backstage area, and I was I was being such a little brat. I was like, I'm tired. I don't wanna. I don't want. I want to go to sleep. You know, like just totally like being so annoying. And then my tour manager was like, All right, it's time to get out there. Let's go. You got to do it. You know. Um, and I was like, okay. And I was like dragging my feet out there. And then I got out there, and within like a minute, it just got so lit, and it was so fun. And I got to say, I've been to a lot of music festivals. This one was unlike any other. 
And it was like, it was the vibe. Like it was like the energy of the people were just, was just different. Everybody was just so like peace and love and happy and just happy to be there and chill, but also like ready to dance and party. Like it was kind of, it's really hard to explain, but the vibes were just like, so good it was amazing I, I really feel like you would love the festival like i like you love music so mm-hmm. i don't know and they just do such a good job with like the lights and the decorations and like the stages and like making it a vibe like it was very 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 cool one of the most uh fun things i've ever gotten to perform at for sure and um and i i really just like oh oh it to the crowd I th- everybody was just so lovely and i just got so much love on Instagram afterwards too. Like I think a lot of people that either didn't know who I was or definitely didn't follow me or like anything, like people that weren't fans, you know, that I think I turned into fans, which is always just the best feeling. Um, And I had a lot of people just say like, I was one of their favorite sets of the whole weekend and that they hope I get to come back. So definitely like loved it, had a great time. So glad I wrangled and did it and didn't like bitch out, you know, because I was tired. I would say that there's a life lesson in there, and it's one that I've learned many times, but I always like hearing stories like this remind me of it. It's always when like there's something that you're like, ugh, I don't want to do this. Yeah. And that turns out to be the best. It used to happen all the time when I would have interviews in my radio days of like, I'm like, I don't want to interview this person. I don't give a shit. And then I'd interview them, and I was like, they, they were the coolest person to interview ever. So, you know. Yeah. Yeah, it was really fun. Highly recommend if you love music festivals and you haven't been to Electric Forest, I would definitely put that on your bucket list because it was super cool. And where is it? It's in Rothbury, Michigan. Oh, okay. So it's like an, it was like an hour and a half outside of Grand Rapids. Cool. On the lake, in the forest, just vibes, you know? Just vibing the vibes. So many vibes. So many vibes. Yeah. Oh, I tell you the other thing that I that I did yesterday that I'm not sure what we're gonna do. I went and looked at another hound dog yesterday. Oh, yeah. And well, I didn't think I was there yet. Like I didn't mm-hmm. think like I was emotionally ready for another dog. And then my cousin sent. You know, like there's like um there's like that app next door or whatever, yep. and it's like people in your neighborhood. And so it was my cousin's neighborhood. So it was actually over on the west side. So it's not where I live, but she was. She, like, sent a picture of, like, it was someone that was, like, we've been fostering this bloodhound um, looking for a good home or whatever. And then I saw him, and I was like, oh, he looks exactly like Carl. No. So we went and looked at him, or we we met him yesterday. This is a question I have for you. And I don't know. Maybe you're going to think I'm a crazy person. But do you think – there's a part of me that thinks that every human gets, like, one dog – any dog that you've ever had and it passes away, then it gets reincarnated in the next dog you have. Mm-hmm. So I went there being like, are you Carl? Like, is this, is this you again? I was thinking I would like immediately know. Mm. And I'm not sure if I immediately knew. I will say this, though. Once this dog saw me, it ran up to me and then started, and piddled a little bit. Oh, he loves you. So, I mean, but also pup- puppies do that. I know, but not not all of them. Yeah, I know. Anyway, so I don't know. I don't know what we're gonna do, and like we're traveling a lot coming up, so I'm not yeah. sure if like the timing's right. Mm. I don't know. What do you think? I mean, I think just feel it out. Like when I got Astra, it was a total like spontaneous decision. I wasn't planned. I didn't go to Denver to get a dog. I, it just happened, and I kind of did the opposite where I wanted. 
I did not want another, even though I love German Shepherds, I didn't want something that looked just like her, like Feather. Mm-hmm. You know, I wanted something different, um, which Astra looks completely different and is a totally different dog, obviously. But there are so many things like that I didn't see right away that as Astra's grown up, like so many similarities between her and Feather. And sometimes I look at her and I'm like, I just feel like there's a little bit of Feather in there, yeah. you know, and it's it's cool. It's very cool. And I didn't never think I'd really have the same bond with another dog as I did Feather. And I think my bond with Astra is different, but man, I love Astra so much. Like mm-hmm. I loved Feather and, and she will like always have a special place in my heart. And like it was such such like a traumatic time of my life, my 20s and going through all the breakups and all the things that Feather was there for and such an important part of. But Astra is just like my dream dog. Like she is just a literal angel sent from heaven. And yeah. um, I just never thought that I would get so lucky. And I did. So I feel like that could be the same for you. Um, but I also feel like it's something that I think if you get to a place where like in the next couple of weeks, like you can't stop thinking about him, maybe that's your sign. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you don't kind of feel that, then maybe it was, it's not right. Yeah. There's also like, there's another dog in, in the equation. And so mm-hmm. like, I think if we do, if we were to get another dog, like I need to bring that dog over here to meet yeah. Boo and like, for sure. So yeah, I don't know. It's weird. It's okay. I'll tell you another thing that was kind of weird. And I uh, maybe I'm like reading too much in this. So I ran, ran with Carl a lot, um, mm-hmm. and he was a great running partner. And we kind of always had the same loop. And there at the end, uh, early when we moved into our new house, we had a new loop where we went by this golf course, and there was like this couple trees that had hundreds of squirrels living in like underneath the tree, right? Mm-hmm. There's a fence there, so Carl couldn't get in there. Um, but anyways, he would, like, flip the fuck out when he saw the squirrels and, like, try to get them, you know? Yeah. And so for a while, I felt the presence of him still running with me, even though, you know, he was passed or whatnot. And I, I, I would, like, run with, like, my hand out like I was still holding the leash. Like, it was a lot, a lot of weird things. I could feel his presence. And um, when we'd get up to the tree, like, the squirrels would, like, would run away. Cause probably because they saw me, but in my mind, I was like, they can still see Carl like coming at them. And for the past like couple months, I haven't felt that like Carl's been running with me. And so then yesterday, before I went and met this dog, I was like, I went on a run and I went to that place to be like, okay, I don't even know what I was looking for, but it was a really weird thing where I, I ran up to the, where the tree was. The squirrels normally run away from me, and the two squirrels sat there, probably a I don't know, six feet away from me. Yes, there's granted there's a fence, but normally they'd run away. And they sat there and they stared at me. And I was hmm. like, this is weird. I would, I, if you've sensed my dog, I think that you would, and I think animals can sense like, you know, yeah. they can see past the veil and all that kind of stuff. I don't know if this is a sign. I don't know if Carl's not with me anymore because Carl's in this other dog, you know, that's like, mm. you know, over there. I don't know. I know that this is some real hippy dippy shit, but I'm down with it though. I believe in that shit. I do too. Yeah. So, anyways, that's where we are. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know, I don't know mm. if I'm ready for another dog, but yeah, that's where I'm at in my life right now. Okay. All right. Well, I think you know. Just I think sit with it for a few days and see how you're feeling. I think you'll. I think you'll just like know. I think you'll like. Not that you'll know, but I think. I think it'll it'll like stay with you if you if you should have that dog. I think you'll like keep thinking about it, and if yeah. it doesn't like leave you alone, then maybe that is the right thing. But if you kind of find yourself being able to like go on and not really think about it much then maybe not yeah i agree yeah um should we start the show yeah we start the show is it me or you i have no idea i'll do it you 
Bros and Hoes. You're listening to your favorite thing podcast with Wells and Brandy. Back, back at home. Thank God. Did you watch The Bachelorette, episode one? I didn't even realize it was on until last night. I was on Hulu and The Bachelorette popped up. I was like, oh my God, I didn't even know it was back out. Yeah, it's it's weird. Like, it's not... The ratings were way down. Ooh. Way down. So you didn't watch it then? I haven't, no. I guess I need to, huh? Yeah, I mean, like, it was kind of interesting. And I think it's... it's. I would say it's important for you to watch this season if you're going to watch Bachelor in Paradise because okay. there are people from this season that are going to be in paradise. Got it, got it. Obviously. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, like, I don't have a whole lot to say other than there's a guy named Spencer who I think might be a serial killer. Oh. I'm not really sure, but he is kind of scary and I mean, kind of amazing. I mean, background checks, right? They do, yes. And yeah. he, this guy is a child, so you would think oh. that, you know, uh, but I mean, I guess you can be a serial killer and have kids. True. And he and he gets a rose, so I'm like, yes, keep him in there because this guy's crazy he like tell he like tells her he's got a kid like the first night you know oh and he starts God. crying because she accepts it like what is he gonna do like uh, i don't like kids get the fuck out of here yeah I um, know. yeah he's a little he's an odd duck i will okay. say that interesting where's he but, from do we know wackoville oh okay cool wackoville then she brings in her brother to be the fake bartender to mm-hmm. like get information and so they call it undercover brother, which that's a good bit. I, that I will say bit. that's a good bit. But here's the thing. He never makes a single drink. He just sits next to the bartender in a crazy wig and mustache and oh. listens in. And I'm sitting there thinking like if I was there, I'd be like, first of all, I can tell this is oh, this whole getup is fake. Yeah. And two, like you're not making any of the drinks, dude. How hard is it to slosh together, you know, a vodka soda for these idiots? <laughs> So that's my, that was my one complaint of like, at least make him make the drinks, dude. Yeah. So the whole thing is he's kind of like eavesdropping in on okay. what the guys are talking about. And there's this one guy, Braden, who makes out with Charity and he's like so fucking pumped. And maybe his mistake is that he's telling everything, he's kissing telling, but he's like, dude, we kissed. It was so great. I'm so excited. Like he was just pumped about it. And the brother doesn't like this hmm. for understand like understandable reasons why like a brother doesn't want to hear about some other guy making out with his sister i get that so then he pulls charity aside and he's like this he was really boasting about making out with you and kind of trashing him a little bit mm-hmm. and so then charity pulls him aside and all the guys are like yeah he's gonna get he's not gonna get the rose or he's gonna get kicked out because like he was t- talking about it kind of like holds this over him a little bit and then at the end, she gives him the first impression rose or whatnot, mm. and and I'm like, yeah, that should have been the that should have been the thing the whole time. Like, you can't be. It's like, what do you want? Do you want someone excited that they like formed a connection with you and like got to kiss you, or do you want them not to be excited or play right. too cool? Like, I don't know. I don't know what the right way of reacting to something like that is, but I don't think that being excited. About making out with somebody that you're attracted to is a bad thing. I agree. That's like my take on it. I was like, this yeah. is so dumb. <laughs> I guess and, like I guess it's just like I, I haven't seen it, but like if someone's over eager, you know, yeah, it's cringy. And I think that that's where the brother was coming from. Yeah. But then I was thinking, I was like, the brother, the whole brother thing didn't even work out. He like tried to talk you out of giving a rose to this guy, the first impression rose, and you still did it. Like so, like mm-hmm. the the whole bit was. 
Whatever. Yeah. I think it was a kind of a good idea that like just didn't work. Uh huh. But anyways, Spencer's a serial killer. There's a guy on there that like knits, and I know that like every girl's like fucking. He's like got ripped to shreds, six five, and then it's like, and I like to knit, and I was what? like, oh yeah, this this guy's this guy's hacked the girl system. Oh, I think that's a massive red flag. Really? You like to knit? That is the most pussy thing I've ever heard in my whole wow. fucking life. Yeah, but have you ever had like a I don't hand? Like that. You don't. No, I do not like that. I like I like manly men that like do shit outside, like, like chop down firewood outside. I don't want somebody that sits around and fucking knits. Yeah, but you know when you get cold. You no, know. when I, there's no, no more firewood for the fire, you buy want me a to blanket, hit... honey. If you can't afford to buy me a blanket, we got problems. You don't want one knitted for you. No, I don't. All right. Well, I will say this: go watch <laughs> the f- the first couple episodes and then okay. come back to me. Okay. Okay. Uh, I think that Charity's going to be like a fine bachelorette. I have some fave things, bro. Bro, please, for the love of God, tell me that you watched the Silo finale. Oh, I did, and it's amazing. Oh, thank God. Can we talk about it? We can, but then we got to tell the YFTers there's going to be some spoilers. Well, that's fine. Let's spoiler alert up right now. Okay. Uh, if you haven't seen the end of Silo, uh, maybe skip. Let's do three minutes on it. Okay, three minutes. Okay. Starting now. What do you think? Okay, I think I actually have a lot more questions. I was hoping to get answers, and instead I just have more questions. Yeah. You know? Um, were you surprised that the green was uh, was fake? Yes. Me too. I thought for sure they would go outside, and that's what it is. And it actually – my I, it was my – me realizing that that was fake was a little delayed. Like when she goes outside and she figures it out, I still hadn't figured it out. Like when she bends down to put the sheriff um, badge on what's his face's body, you can't see it because they've they've got that screen up and it looks green and there's no body there. But she's putting this sheriff thing down, and then it starts to flicker, and that's when I was like, "What the fuck is going on?" Yeah, like I almost didn't realize it until the very very last few seconds that, damn, she's out there and it's it's devastation like like they made it seem and the green screen so basically what 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 from what i gather this whole green screen thing of this beautiful forest with birds flying is to trick people into thinking it's beautiful so that they clean clean the the window right it's like to incentivize them to clean the window for everybody and that's all it is right yeah or maybe it's to like have like the last thing you see be something that's beautiful and not ugly but these people, do they care about that? I feel I like these know. people suck. So I don't think their intentions are good. I feel like the intentions are selfish and like they want that window to stay clean. So they send people out there thinking like, oh my God, if they walk out and it's beautiful, they're going to clean the glass because they want everybody else to see it. Yeah. I don't yeah, know. I, I don't know. It's crazy though when they pull out and you realize that there's m- hundreds of silos hundreds everywhere. Hundreds of silos. Yeah. So do you think she's going to – season two is going to happen, Obby. Yes. Do you think she's going to go to another silo or do you uh, think she'll venture out? I do. Like, I, But I'm also confused. Like why didn't she die but everyone else died? Oh, because of the heat tape. Oh, yeah. That's right. The, the, the good heat tape. The good heat tape, which is so crazy. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's good. It was yeah, – I loved it. Okay, but here's my question is, is she going to run out of oxygen? I don't know. Has to. Has to, right? I have so many more questions and not enough answers. We must wait Oh, my until- God. How fucking sad was it when she watched George kill himself? No, I know. Oh, a dagger I know, my heart. You, you were talking shit about him and you were like, he's he's a trash guy. But then when, when you 
learn more yeah. about him, he wasn't that bad of a guy. Well, he was. He admitted in the video that he was originally going to use her. He yeah. admitted that in that yes. video. He said, I came down, thought I was just, you know, using you or whatever. He admitted that he was garbage, but then he did fall in love with her. So at least she did get to hear that because when she met the other girlfriend, I think she really questioned everything. So at least she did get that. But then to actually have to watch him like fucking kill himself was awful. Great show. Such a good show. Obsessed with it. Three minutes are up. Are you okay? <laughs> I just drink water. Went down the wrong, wrong pipe. <clears throat> oh. <sighs> okay. You're freaking me. The other show. And I and I know the Wife Tears. You were right. I was wrong. You're smart. I'm dumb. You're beautiful. I'm ugly. I get it. Okay. <laughs> Finally finished shrinking. Oh. So fucking good. Such a good show. And it was funny because I was playing golf the other day and I was playing with a buddy and we were talking about like what are good shows and and someone was like, oh, I really like – I just finished Ted Lasso. I really love that. And I was like, if you like Ted Lasso, you need to watch Shrinking. It reminds me a lot of of – it's like kind of similar vibe in writing. And then I realized why. Brett Goldstein, who plays Roy Kent and who's one of the main writers on Ted Lasso, also wrote Shrinking. And that's why it's, like, so good and it's sad and funny and heartwarming and, like, all those things combined. Harrison Ford is so lovable in this. Jason Segel is so good. The little, his daughter in it, so freaking good. Every, dude, it's such a good Freaking show, Shrinking, go watch it immediately. Okay. And then because of Harrison Ford, we were like, and then we started seeing all the Indiana Jones things. We were mm-hmm. like, we need to watch Indiana Jones again. So then we started watching old Indiana Jones. Oh, the old ones. Yeah. We started Got in the it. beginning. Have you seen this new one? No, no, not yet, but no. it looks good. Yeah, it you does. Know? I think the last one I saw was with like Shia LaBeouf was mm-hmm. in it. You know, it's funny. Indiana Jones, it's always the Nazis. It's always the Nazis, isn't it? Like, they can't find another <laughs> villain. It's just, up oh, Nazis again. I mean, it's an easy target, you know? <laughs> hey, Indy, stay away from the Nazis, you yeah. know? Yeah. Why are there always, it's always Nazis. <laughs> like Nazis again. Indy, you got to stay away from the Nazis. You know the Nazis are bad. Like, and <laughs> everyone knows Nazis are bad, but like, Indy, you, they're going to steal the thing that you found. That's the so fucking funny. Nazis, they're going to get you again. And then I was watching the trailer for the new one, and I was like, it's fucking Nazis again. <laughs> like, what year is it? Why are the Nazis still a thing? <laughs> I thought we ended this war. <sighs> oh, fucking hell, man. Okay, I got a show for you that I think you're going to like because you like uh, Manifest so much. I loved Manifest. I, I did too. No, you didn't. Well, I did, and then I got kind of I got done with it. But I really loved it. There's a new show called Hijack. Oh, wait. Who? Oh, is it uh, Idris Elba? Yes. Oh, he's so freaking hot. He's very handsome. To watch this. Yeah, he's gorge. Yeah, it's on uh, Apple TV. Yeah, it's uh, about a plane going down, right? It's about a plane being hijacked. Oh, well, I was like, this is not something. I usually watch TV when I'm traveling. I'm like, mm-hmm. this is not something I can download for the plane. Yeah. No. A plane from Dubai to London is hijacked over a seven-hour flight while authorities in the ground scramble for answers. Hijack on Apple TV starring Idris Elba. Idris is on a flight to London from Dubai. 
these girls that are on the flight go into the bathroom and one of the girls finds a bullet on the ground and so she like shows like the pa- a passenger and a, like a, a, another passenger's like let me go talk to the people let me go talk to the stewards and everything takes it up there comes back and is like everything's fine and like one of the girls is like what do you mean everything's fine we've had a bullet on a plane like that's not cool and then all of a sudden it like makes the hijackers like take over the plane much earlier than I think they were normally going to then it's Idris Elba He's, like, helping the hijackers, but you're not sure if he's doing it because he's got, like, an other, another plan. Uh, but, like, the, all the passengers think that, like, he's helping them, and that's confusing. Anyways, we watched the first, couple, the first episode of the first two episodes, and very good. Check out Hijack. Okay, I will. I've been wanting to see that. Yeah. Is it, uh, are they putting out an episode a week? I don't know. I hate no, when they do that. There's seven episodes. Like, let me binge it, you know? Dude, I know, but, like, that's just not how it's working anymore. I know. Yeah, so right now there's two episodes out. Mm. The next one's on July 5th, and then, yeah, it's every week. Stupid. Saddam. Saddam. Yeah. You got some fave things? Um, I'm still watching Cruel Summer. Mm-hmm. Don't think it's quite as good as season one, but okay. I am still watching it. It is a good show. I'm a little disappointed that it hasn't kept my attention as as much as the first season, but like I'm gonna stick with it. You know, I'm gonna I'm gonna stick with it. Also, the new season of it's called and just like that, but it's Sex in the City, the new the new reboot of Sex and the City that just dropped. So I watched the first two episodes of that. People really hate on that show. I don't know if you've ever if you've if you're tuned in to uh any of the sex in the city stuff but people really just drag it through the mud and just say it's trash i like it i mean listen it's not earth shattering groundbreaking television but it's a good watch and i really like sarah jessica parker and you know what i respect the hell out of the fact that she's just like let herself age and she still looks freaking gorge i'm here for it um it's just you know an easy little watch so i i started that I've got one for you that I think you're really going to like. Okay. It's called Based on a True Story. Did we already talk about this? I don't think so. Oh. We just started watching it last night. It's a Peacock original. It's got uh, Kaylee Kiyoko. Oh, uh, yeah. Chris Messina. Jason Bateman is an executive producer on it. And here's the tag. A realtor, a former tennis star, and a plumber sees a unique opportunity to capitalize on America's obsession with true crime based on a true story. Kaylee Kiyoko and Chris Messina are married. She's a real estate agent. He is an ex-pro um, tennis player who now like teaches at like the Beverly Hills tennis facility or something. She's like big in a true crime podcasts and there's like a serial killer that's in LA at the time and they figure out who it is because they know the guy and they come up with the idea of starting their own true crime podcast with the serial killer. We watched, I think, all the episodes last night that there are. I think three of them out right now. The first episode's a little slow because it's, it's like kind of world building and story building. But then second and third episodes are fire. Okay. This show is so freaking it's genius too because everyone loves true crime podcasts and then they made it into a tv show and it's like being done well and the serial killer is like it's kind of like dexter where okay. you kind of like him 
and mm-hmm. you know you shouldn't, but you or like you know you, I like him. I think like he's he's lovable, but fucking miserable. And based on a true story, Peacock original, so okay. good. Check it Peacock, out, Peacock, huh? Yeah, Peacock. Peacock's some good. They're on the come up. They're on the yeah. come up. Yeah. Oh, you know who also's in it is um, Natalia Dyer. She was in. She's in Stranger Things. Oh yeah. She's Nancy like Wheeler. Her. Yep. Yeah, she's in it too. Cute. Anyways, check it out. I think you'll like. I think you'll okay. like. Yeah, 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 me yeah, too, yeah, yeah. Actually. What are your big plans for Fourth of July? Oh, I mean nothing really. I tried to have a pool party last Sat or the Sat this past Saturday, and it like thunderstormed, ruined the whole day. So yeah, I don't know. I mean, I mean, I might lay by the pool for a couple hours, but I'm not doing anything crazy. I'm no. home. I, w- I well. I'm like two two weeks into it now. I'm home for three weeks, um, which I'm very excited about because I've been gone so much. And then on July 20th, I'm going to Montana and Wyoming for a week, which I'm so excited about. Just me and like three of my best girlfriends. We're going to do some camping, well, glamping, and some hiking and some horseback riding and just friggin' take uh, a week off. And it's going to be – I haven't been back to either of those places. I haven't been to Wyoming in – like three years maybe more and then montana i haven't been there since the pandemic so super excited nice. um and then i've got some shows coming up uh i haven't really announced anything yet but i'm playing uh, on the jersey shore july i think it's the 29th that's like the very last weekend of july um and then i'll be in dallas on august 12th and new york on august 5th hmm so yeah, hitting the road again, and then uh, I'll be coming out to LA mid-August. Will I get to see you this time? When are you gonna be there? Mid-August, like I, I'm coming on the 13th. I should be back by then. Oh, fantastic! Would love to see you. That'd be great. Yeah. Come on over. You know. Yeah. Well. Wells, what are you doing for Fourth of July? Oh, um, <laughs> I am. I think we're going to Adam Devine's house. Uh, him and Chloe are having a party. I think we're going to go Tomorrow? there. Yes, but when this comes out, it'll be yesterday. Yesterday. So people are actually throwing down on, on Tuesday? Yeah, man. Fanta- well, fascinating. But we got to go all the way out. He lives far away, so we got to go all Where? the way out there. Uh, I mean, yeah. oh, uh, yeah. I'll, I'll cut it. That's not that far. Fucking far. You are we're, so ridiculous. We're going there, and then we're coming back to our side of town, going to the club, because we have a fireworks thing at, at the club. Ah. And going to do that. And then wow. I big am plans. big plans. <sighs> Must be nice. I'll just be sitting here. Well, you could come out to LA to hang out with us. Nah. No. I'm good. You're good. I'm good. Do you have any musics? Uh, I don't know about that. Let's see. Well, while you're looking, I'll play one. This is uh, the Teskey Brothers. Remember the time. That's the Teskey Brothers. Remember the time I like I like them a lot. Cute. My friend Russell Dickerson 
Rusty Dick? Rusty Dick. He's got a new song that I really like called Ride the Wave. Actually, Russ has a, an, a holy pee out. That's cute. I like Ride the Wave, though, a lot. It's a vibe. Like you, yeah. Now we're dancing by the ocean. No idea where this is going, but I got nothing else left to lose. And I just want to ride the wave. Told me that she loved me, but she'll never stay. Hey. And I just want to ride the wave. I like that. It's very poppy for Russ. Yeah, I was going to say, it's very like dance, like club, or or even like a... But but chill, but not. Yeah, but like the... It's like ambient pop. I call it ambient pop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? Yeah, that's right. That's that's a good way of putting it. Like ambient pop. Anything else? Mm, no. Okay. Uh, we can go out on this uh, this other one that I liked. This is uh, Green Sky Bluegrass. Congratulations and condolences. Mm. Uh, YFTers, we hope that you had an amazing 4th of July. Or if you're Canadian, a great Tuesday, I suppose. Yeah, just a great Tuesday. You know? And... We need to get back into doing some calls. We haven't done it in a while. Yeah, well, you know, calls are controversial. I know, but whatever. I'll fucking get it. If you want to do it, fucking do it. Uh, (laughs) 858-630-1856 is the number. We also haven't done um, some fuck you very much, so uh, go leave some uh, reviews over there on the page. Um, Give us five stars, and then you can just say whatever you want. Drag us in the mud, you know. Yeah, Jaggers, I don't give a shit, you know? So we got we got to be brought back down to, you know, to Earth. Especially sometime. you. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> my head's getting a little too big. Mm-hmm. I mean, I got I got cologne now. <laughs> Look at me, dude. It's hot shit. Watch out. Hot shit. Hot shit. Oh, by the way, congratulations to uh, Nikki Champagne. She's engaged now. She is engaged. Very exciting. I know. Holy yeah. shit, man. I know. Everyone. They just grow up so fast, you they know? They grow up so fast. It was like just a couple days ago that, like, she was too young to get a drink and when we were in Lower Broadway. Yeah, well. Does that really stop anyone? No. No. Awesome. All right, YFTers, um, happy summer. And happy summer. Happy 4th. Happy 4th. And we'll see you next week. See you next week. Let's do it. I forget the way you used to tell me to drive fast and take chances Days filled with endless searching but no need for answers So maybe I'll reach out to you and feign a bit of familiarity Reminiscing stirs up remorse with the memory. This podcast has been brought to you by Podcast Nation.